Hey everyone, welcome back to my Blackadian podcast. As promised, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, as follow-up to White Women Tears, um, we're going to talk about toxic femininity, so uh, let's talk about it. So one of the hardest things, I think, for... Um, people that aren't black, (laughs) women that aren't black to understand is that, um, my race is, impacts my, uh, my womanhood. And so, um, you know, it's, that concept of intersectionality where, you know, feminism and racism, or sorry, excuse me, sexism and racism are, you know, factors in uh, my, um, how I am able to achieve equity. So, you know, I'm battling um, two forces, um, of oppression as a black woman. And, um, it's one of those things that, um, white women don't really want to appreciate, um, because it, um, it puts them in a position of power, um, by having to acknowledge that they don't have to, um, to fight racism essentially. So, um, of course it, uh, no one wants to, to feel like they're not suffering. People, you know, uh, want to feel like their, um, fight is, um, significant and hard. And it is, it's just that, um, there's something about acknowledging that black women, um, have additional burdens that white women don't that seems to rub white women the wrong way. And, you know, for there's many definitions I also didn't know uh, in relation to the slap. <laughs> I listened to um, last week's episode, Oh Slap, uh, when I talk about uh, that. But uh, I didn't know that the term toxic femininity would be thrown around by uh, some idiots. But for me, um, when I say toxic femininity, I'm really talking about that inability to acknowledge that um, feminine, that sexism and racism, uh, I want to say unite, that, uh, that uh, there are, for black women to, um, our feminism has a different take on it because we're when we are fighting for equality, we also have to fight against racism. And that's just the reality of why um, feminism means certain different things to us than it does to white women. Um, You know, historically, um, with the suffrage movement, and, you know, we were sort of, black women were left out of that fight. Um, You know, we had to fight to be in there, you know, Ida, B. Wells, just, you know, she was fighting those things uh, for black women, just, you know, true 
uh, equity and equality. And uh, I, I think so for when I talk about toxic femininity, it's that um, sense that um, my concerns as a black woman are ignored or silenced or um, belittled because, you know, it's no, we're all women together. Um, but the reality is that when white women are fighting for equality, they're often not thinking of racism. They're only thinking of the battles that they need to fight, which is strictly sexism. And so not allowing me to say, okay, that's wonderful, um, but you're forgetting about this whole other aspect that of my identity that I need to, that also needs to be um, rectified and corrected. And um, it's often, you know, shouted down, it's often ignored, it's often, you know, belittled, and it's often made um, that the, the person that raises, the black person that um, raises that concern is often um, made to feel guilty or um, that they're sort of victimizing the other uh, person for sort of not really um, they're just sort of being the bad guy. So, you know, if you're fighting for equal rights and you're saying, of course, I'm thinking of all women, all women. And when, you know, I say, actually, you're not, I'm here. I am as a woman telling you that you're not addressing my needs. Um, oftentimes it's sort of, you know, flipped back on you to say you're wrong and, you know, sort of pipe down because um, nobody <laughs> wants to sort of, you know, hear what you think. Um, I, I think, um, I'm trying to remember, it's uh, the um, Rachel Cargyle she sort of wrote this article a few years ago um, that really had an impact on me when I read it. I think it was in Bazaar. Um, and she said, like, toxic femininity, femininity is white supremacy in heels. And I thought that's just a very perfect, succinct way of just explaining that um, uh, white women don't want to, um, own up. You know, I talked about it, um, in my previous episode about white women tears, uh, just about how white women don't want to own up to the fact that they've benefited from white supremacy. And, um, it's when we're excluded from the conversations on equality as women, um, that's exactly what's happening. It's that uh, there's trying to uh, maintain the status quo of white supremacy, um, but not sort of have that brush painted on them. 
of, you know, saying when we talk about equality for all women, what we're really talking about is equality for white women. Um, but as long as we don't address the ills of, you know, race, then we can pretend that it's all for all people. Like we're, you know, oh, racism is over. Now when we're talking about all women are equal. So now when we talk about, you know, women's rights, we really want to, um, you know, benefit all women. But really, it's just white supremacy in heels. And I think that's just uh, the perfect example of what um, we mean when we talk about being a toxic feminist. So as a sociologist, there's things, you know, I think I've mentioned before in the podcast, there are um, things that I read and studied just for the pleasure of um, reading them, which got me in trouble when I was trying to finish papers <laughs> in the middle of the night, uh, as you do. But um, one of the things I discovered um, early on in my university career was um, the Sir Sojourner Truth, um, her book about, um, you know, ain't I a woman? And it's so powerful. And um, it really had an impact on me. And uh, I think about it a lot because, you know, when we have the hashtag protect black women, you support black women, it's, it reminds me of, um, you know, those words that were so famously written so long ago, um, because it's basically, that's what we're saying when we're saying, you know, ain't I a woman, uh, just, you know, aren't I worthy of the protections and, you know, the rules that we have around white women, you know, that we claim are for all women, you know, how come that doesn't apply to us? You know, I talk about it when I say, you know, when Meg the Stallion got shot at and people like were just making jokes and it wasn't just like, it was like prominent people were just making jokes about it. Um, you know, that would never happen to a white woman. It would just never. And, you know, it's, we've been saying this for, you know, hundreds of years now that uh, we are excluded from this idea of femin feminism. So, um, I, uh, it, it, it really is that the, the, the truth is that, you know, the feminist movement and feminism was designed around one type of woman and it's not, uh, black women. Um, it's, different. Feminism for us has to look different um, because our history as women are different. You know, white women weren't owned um, in the way that black women were owned as, you know, property. 
we weren't sold, um, you know, white women weren't sold, they weren't assaulted, um, and as a matter of, you know, course, they were, their children weren't sold, you know, like black women. Um, we have a different hill to climb. Our feminine, feminist journey is different for equality. We have racism. We have to address racism to address, you know, our sexism as well, because it's, it's different for us. Um, and, you know, Malcolm X just, you know, famously, uh, you know, in his speech was saying that the most disrespected woman in America is the black woman. And it's so, so, so true. And um, it it's, it's one of those things where it's so ingrained, this hatred of black women is so ingrained in so much of our world that when you try and call people's attention to it, it's so natural for them. It's as natural as breathing that they can't even see it. They can't even see that they're doing it. Um, and it's, um, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because it's so clear. It's so clear and it's like speaking into... Um, this void when you try and tell people that, you know, it's not about how you feel. It's not about the fact that you're feeling bad um, or that it never occurred to you. I'm making it occur to you. <laughs> Listen to what I'm telling you, um, that uh, you're ignoring the plight of a group of people because it doesn't fit into your reality of what it means to be a woman and it's spectacularly um, spectacularly unfair and uh, needs to be needs to be addressed so <laughs> one of the uh, more common forms of, you know, um, toxic femininity directed against black women is this idea of, you know, white women tears or, you know, sort of making, you know, this experience, um, you know, a, a bad experience, uh, sexist experience against a black woman about them or even the conversation being turned towards maybe having some more equality for black women um you know making it all about white women and you know there it's so seamlessly ingrained in our society to value um white women's tears and feelings and hurtness that, you know, the second, you know, white women start crying, then all the focus is on them. It's, you know, drawn away from whatever else is happening to um, making sure that they're comfortable, protected and safe and supported, not the actual victim. 
um, you know, <laughs> I mentioned how, um, I have so many examples of this, but, uh, I think one of the more bizarre, uh, instances that recently happened was uh, during like a Black History Month event, um, there was some talk about um, historical um, in Canada, racism in Canada, slavery in Canada, and, you know, its persistence uh, throughout the years and just, you know, how it's still impacting um, our society today and, um these two white women uh, basically um, got some time off of work because it was too much for them. Just listening to this presentation about, you know, um, <laughs> the reality of, uh, you know, slavery and racism in Canada was too much for them that they got to have some time off. And, you know, uh, <laughs> one of my friends, you know, he was like, you know, sharing this with me and she was like, where's, you know, Denise, where's my time off? And we had like a good laugh about it, but it's just that example of that toxic femininity where, you know, they came together and these two white women decided that they felt bad their feelings were hurt so they needed to like you know take that time off and you know they didn't come back better or stronger from it you know they just sort of made it about them how they were hurt and they didn't like you know I talk about it in my work and you know I we had like a whole organization and we were educating people we were leading these events and you know they didn't reach out they didn't say like how can I be more involved what can I do to make this better they just got like you know the time out they made sure to tell everybody though that you know this event that we hosted was too much for them maybe was that an effort to shut us up um, but you know, it was too much for them. They, they they needed to, you know, take some time. And of course they got the time off. You know what I mean? And it was just that thing where I felt like when we say, where's my time off? We just know that it would never be accepted that, you know, I wasn't able to endure hearing about these horrible ills that, you know, happened, um, to, um, black people, like it, there was never an instance where we were like, oh, I, I'm, this is too much. I, you know, I'm not this, the center of the attention as a black woman. I don't have that luxury of being, you know, seen as, um, someone that needs support and protection. And, um, I feel like that's something, (laughs) um, that it it it's so incredibly toxic it's so toxic that they um learned nothing <laughs> sorry they learned nothing from that event nothing um they made it entirely about themselves and uh it it's it's the second you know they became uncomfortable um they basically used you know, their perceived fragile 
delicate nature to get out of two weeks of work. Um, and it, it's something that needs to, needs to change. I, I, um, again, I talk about Bill Burr when he mentions how white women have just sort of sidestepped um, being accountable for benefiting from white supremacy. And he's <laughs> shocked at how they've managed to, to do this. And again, it's part of the toxic femininity package where, you know, um, you can talk about your ills and your fights and your struggle and your plight. And, um, you can, you know, um, you can sort of, uh, deflect that as long as, you know, you're suffering, then, um, it means that nobody else is suffering as much as you, or that, you know, you're doing this for everyone, you're trying to make everything equal for everyone, when in fact, um, you're not, you don't want to think about anyone else but yourself. And um, that shouldn't be what it's about. It should be about, you know, women, all women, and it should encompass the needs of all women. I understand that the need um, the needs of me as a black woman are going to be different than the needs of, um, you know, Asian women or indigenous women. It's going to be uh, a different um, focus and that's okay. I, we don't need to exclude anybody and I think um, it's one of those hard things for people to get their heads around, around, you know, um, you, you can't, you know, you can't think that there's a one fit, fits all solution for, um, every person, every person is unique, everyone's needs are going to be different, and, um, it, it's, like uh, accessibility when, um, you know, everyone is going to have different needs uh, based on their particular um, disability. And that's just, you know, how it is. You can't say like, you know, um, I forget, like in our (laughs) training, you know, it's like that example of, you know, building um, thinking that like building a ramp to a building is going to solve all the needs for accessibility to that building. And that's the way of removing barriers for all people when it's really not. It's a great, um, start, but every person has, is that, you know, needs a, uh, access, equal access might need different things to, you know, get into the building. So, you know, a ramp isn't going to solve all the problems for everybody. So it's the same thing for feminism. It's just that, you know, it's not a one size fits all solution. And so when the feminist movement is built exclusively around white women with white women in mind, 
um, it excludes a whole facet, uh, whole other groups of women um, whose needs aren't accurately being met. And it needs to be more inclusive and, you know, it needs to be opened up to include everybody. And you need to let um, Black women have a voice and let us express that, yes, racism impacts our womanhood. It does. It's It needs to be eradicated by not just white men, but white women too. We need to be seen and, you know, uh, included in this this fight towards equality and um you know once we get more honest about the ways that um feminism can be so toxic in that racist aspect um then it it, it can be um really about unity and you know um that sisterhood that it's, you know, supposed to be about what we can all sort of um, acknowledge and support and grow and have this journey towards true equality together. Um, That's sort of where we need to be focused on. So thank you so much for listening. Um, and let me know what you think, uh, what examples of toxic femininity you've encountered as a black woman. I'd love to hear it. Um, and yeah, I'll talk to you next time.